Welcome back. On today's episode of Getting to Know, we are back with Mars from the R3 Journal. Today, we talk about the supplemental stories part of R3 and what that means for fans. Everyone, please welcome back, Mars. Welcome back. On today's episode of Getting to Know, we are back with Mars from the R3 Journal. Today, Hi. we talk. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I'm so glad our, our connection's working now. It was kind of weird for a minute. Um, <laughs> today, we're going to talk about the supplemental stories part of R3 and what that means for fans. So welcome back again. I am so happy to have you for the third time. See, it's the third time's the charm. That's what yes. Thank you for having <laughs> me again. Um, now, over the last couple of weeks, we've explored what the Rhizomatic Revolution Review, aka the R3 Journal, is and the many aspect, aspects of what an academic journal means to BTS and K-pop in general, as well as ARMY. So today we're going to look at the supplemental stories aspect of it and what that means for R3, BTS, and ARMY. So over the last couple of weeks, we have explored the Rhizomatic Revolution Review, aka the R3 Journal, and the many aspects of what an academic journal means to BTS and K-pop in general. Today, we're going to talk about the supplemental stories and what that means for R3, BTS, and ARMY. So, what can you tell us about the supplemental story aspect of the R3 okay, journal? Okay, so, um, it's kind of a, a broad question, broad topic too, but um, I'll try to make it as simple as possible. At the R3 Journal, um, we want everybody to be able to tell their stories, to share their um, experiences. And in order to document the narrative of BTS and ARMY, we want to make sure that everybody's telling their own story. Because if we aren't telling the story, then somebody else will. And if someone else is telling the story, it may not accurately reflect the actual experiences, the feelings, thoughts, opinions from um, ARMY and even casual listeners that have been impacted by the art of BTS, their music, their um, socioeconomical um, impact and other areas where they've influenced our lives. So we've created the space, supplemental stories for people to put their, um, to share their experiences really. So there, it could be a personal narrative on how you've experienced ARMY, how BTS has moved you, touched you, how you've be, um, become a different person, how you become the same person, how you've just been impacted by the lyrics. It could be anything. And these stories should basically okay. share your thoughts, your experiences on um, BTS and ARMY or something BTS and ARMY related. Okay, so it's kind of along the lines of like, if you could write a letter to a person or persons that helped save you, what would yeah, you say kind be. of thing? Yeah, um, now, one of, you know, I was looking through, of course, I, I look at the journal and even though it's been out for several months, I still go back and I like reread and I, I'm still finding like, oh, I didn't remember that one was there and like, look it over again, or you're reading the same ones and you're like, oh, well, I didn't notice that part before. And I, the one I picked for today, um, that I'm going to be reading, uh, is called hurt before healing. And I, when I was doing the recording part of this for this particular um, submission, 
I had to start it a couple of times because I'd, I'd be doing good. I'd be about halfway through it. And then I could just, I mm-hmm. felt it. And because yeah, I've been there. Very, very personal. And, yeah, they are. And, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of the fans that are writing these personal stories for some of them, it is very difficult to let that part of mm-hmm. them show and to feel vulnerable. Like, this is a part of me that I don't want anybody to see, but they need to know how this group of seven guys from South Korea that don't even know I exist right. helped me. And then, you know, by putting that out there, I mean, this is something that could eventually, if it hasn't already reached yeah, them. It could reach them. It could also reach other people. And that's, I think, one of yes. the really the biggest like, and most powerful points of it is it shows how connected we are, how similar we are, and how different we are from one another when you're able to be right. touched, like you were saying, by just reading through the story, even if you've read it before, you feel that connection with somebody. You learn something about somebody else and yourself at the same time. Oh, yeah. it's, And, I mean, all of the articles throughout the um, issue one are amazing from the academic side of it to the creative side to the supplemental story side every aspect of this journal is amazing like it i mean starting out when i did before it was you know when it was in like the beginning stages and then seeing it it's like i'm sitting here and and i'm like i'm 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 so proudly i had a part of this and to most people, it would be like, oh, it's no big deal. It's whatever. But for me, being able to look at these stories and like, I know, I know exactly what they're feeling. I know what they're thinking. I know, you know, to a degree what they've been through. And then to see that go out and how many hundreds and hundreds of people have read these that have been like, you know what? They did the same thing for me. And to try this, I, I think this article serves multiple purposes. It gives us a place to, for fans, but especially to get mm-hmm. our stories out there so that it can get maybe to other fans to be like, you know, you're not alone in this. Like besides the seven boys, you have right? all of us. How amazing is that? Like that is, I mean, mo- and it's complete opposite of what I personally have ever thought of an academic journal being. Because, you know, most academic journals are the <laughs> academic, right? Part. That's it. Like, hence the Mm -hmm. academic journal part. So then to add these other aspects of it, it makes it like an academic plus journal. (laughs) (laughs) It's academia, but it's so, so much more. Yeah, it's really, I mean, in order to, I think, document and archive the living history that we're experiencing right now, I don't think we could Mm -hmm. do it without having these personal stories involved, included. And the creative aspect, there's so much... Um, creativity involved with BTS in general and it's interesting to me that they're kind of written off like on the artistic part because of the boy band thing that you know that title right and people forget that back in the day like Shakespeare was controversial so like back in my day mm-hmm. yeah right <laughs> but <laughs> a long yeah, right. time ago Elvis but, is controversial. Yeah, so like many Elvis. shifts in yeah. culture they start out being so like 
different, unusual, and scary to some people and kind of unwelcome. Mm -hmm. But in order to really understand this and to enjoy it a bit more, in order to it, it like um, live it a little bit more, you need all these different dimensions of it. And I think R3 is doing a great job or trying to even do a better job of making that happen. And, you know, I, I have thought personally about sending in my story just because BTS got me through a couple of years that were absolutely horrific for me. I, four family members lost within a couple of years and, and, you know, mother, father, grandparents. So I truly believe that these seven men made it so that even I could continue to do what I needed to do and take care of my daughter, for instance. Um, people don't understand, like if, if they're not familiar with BTS's message, they immediately go to this conclusion of it's a boy band. Their target audience is like 16 to 22. Right. They're a bunch of crazed teenage fans with hormones right. working over. And it's like all fake and they're just trying to make some money before they right. split up and but do their it own is thing. So not that. It is so uh, yeah. not that. And, and it's so hard to explain that. You know, so I, yeah, I I love that right. when people that are hard. not army when they like stumble across this or, and then they see these stories, like their reaction, I, mm -hmm. I mean, I've only seen a few, but the reaction has been just like, wow, I, I'm moved. I'm touched. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a fan of the group, but this is incredible. I didn't know that they would inspire such, you know, commitment, dedication, or just like impact and change. Right. And, you know, I was doing an interview yesterday with, um, a fellow army and her and I were talking about similar, similar like this. And when you, you know, and the, usually the first thing we hear is, Oh, you know, it's just Korean boy band. It's whatever. Well, okay. Yeah. But I will tell you the way they're raised, the way they're brought up, the way they're educated, everything about their culture is everything. I feel every culture, needs. <laughs> the respect and, you know, even just in the music, the way they appreciate their fans versus Western music. Well, you do have some Western artists, I think, that do appreciate their fans, but not nearly enough. The, yeah, there are some. But there are so few and far between. <laughs> like, you'll catch everyone every once in a while, and they kind of catch, catch me off guard. I'll be like, what? Did she yeah, you what? do question if, like, their like, actual, like, authenticity. Like, is it, yeah. Is it, like, a legit thank you, or is it just thank you because somebody made me feel better? Right. Say thank you. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, I'm sorry. No, you're not. You're sorry you got caught. I'm sorry you did it. So <laughs> it's kind of like that. Um, now, when looking at supplemental stories when they're submitted, what kind of a review process do they go through? Do they go something through something similar as like the academic ones where they have a peer review? It's actually closer to the creative collection. So there's a committee again that um, selects okay. the go like go through them. And there's a committee of people that decides like which ones would best fit with this um, issue. And once that happens there, okay. um, I can't remember the name, like official name of the person, but like somebody takes the lead, like a project lead and they'll um, help work with the creator, like um, making sure that this is the story that they want to tell this, how they want to present it. 
they also get um, if the creator wants an image to be attached to it, like if they have their own image or if they have an idea for what type of image they want on it, that type of thing. And they also work with the creator in like mm -hmm. um, editing. So there's still like the, you know, the, the copy editing that has to go through where um, just to make sure things are clear for clarity sake, for grammar, all of that. But it's more, um, it's, there's not like judgment or anything. We, like I said with them, the creative collections, it's not to say, you know, this work is good and this work is not good. We don't do that at all, but it's more like, okay. this, is a, this is a great right. fit. This is, then um, let's go ahead and coach you a little bit more on if we need to, to make it the best representation of your story that you're trying to tell us. Okay. Yeah, that's, and I, and I like that aspect of it where it's, it's, you're looking at a work and you're, you're being critical in a sense of, will it fit with this issue we're doing right now, but not critical in the sense of, well, this is, right. has no play <laughs> at all, you know, and, and, and there's a, there's a lot of places, especially when it's coming to K-pop anyway, that are so critical. The moment you say, oh, I like K-pop. Oh, wow. You're just some weird, crazed teenager in an adult spot. <laughs> no, I'm not, actually. I work for my money. I just happen to give it all the big hit. Well, like, <laughs> which I think is 99.9% .9 of every article. Well, there is, um, there is also, during the selections process, this, like, one of the things that does come up, I think, is they have to be, like, we want these to be your personal narrative. Or, you know, it's a story that's coming from you. So there's got to be that aspect of it. It can't be like, oh, I heard this thing that happened to this person one time. And let me tell you their story. That's not something that we would take in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, like, um, I think, you know, my um, cousin is a huge army and I want to write about them. Well, if you want to write about them, then that's great. But the way that you present, like, their story or their experience might need some adjusting so maybe you want to do it in an interview format or maybe you um you want to record it if you know make it more creative it really that's i think also mm -hmm. what the committee is there to do too to give people a bit more direction if they bring in a story that won't necessarily fit with um how they want to express it like it won't tell their story the way that i think they have in mind so that yeah, that personal aspect right. is kind of missing when you have a third party in the in between. So you've got to do something, right? Yeah, yeah. you kind of get rid of that. Gotta figure man. out how to make it connect. Like, how do you make it personal? So if you know, right. if your cousin is a big army and you're not, then tell me about your experience with your cousin. How about you know? Let's go through that right. avenue in order to get this. Like, how are you seeing BTS or how are you seeing army through your own eyes? but through their, uh, their experience. Right. You know, maybe they help, maybe they helped introduce you to them and you've seen them change in a way that was good and productive and you were right. curious and well, then they introduced you and it just went from there. You fell yeah. down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And that's, I think one of the things that's also really fun about this is because you don't have to be army to submit to the R3 journal, like your, um, your academic work, your creative work or your supplemental stories don't need to be from the point of view of a fan it can totally be from somebody that's not yet a fan i'd like to say because you know everybody's going to be a fan of it right not yet we, <laughs> we all oh yeah 
all you got to do is ask those those that little question. <laughs> yep, you messed up. That's how it starts. Now, speaking of connecting, in August of 2020, R3 held yeah. the Rhizome Connect. Now, I got to take um, a part of this a little bit here and there. I was, I was like, I just I couldn't get <laughs> off of it. <laughs> yeah. There was it really so was. much. <laughs> so what? We what? were so like, surprised what? at what um, the reception. On? We did not expect so many people to be like, you know, just looking for something like this to happen and to actually mm-hmm. be active in it, to participate. We had like over 600 active participants and over, you know, 2000 people that like expressed interest and maybe, you know, showed up at um, some point, but 600 of them were active on right. our Discord server um, for that entire week. And I remember at one point I went in there and I'm just like, I, I, there's so many people, like you can see all the little icons and I'm like, there's so many people in here. Like I was shocked at that. I mean, I figured it would have a good reception. Um, but I, I wasn't expecting as I'm sure nobody was right the volume of people that were there and 24 hours too. So yeah, I mean, like think, 24 hours yeah, like I know, seven right? days for so seven days. Long. Yeah. There was a couple times I tried to log on to the server oh, no. and I couldn't. Like I could not get on. It was like the server's busy. Yeah, we have a few points like where like what? big act- events were going on. Everybody tried to like. Yeah. Yes, and I'm just like, but I want to do this. <laughs> Let me in. And I'm just like, oh, oh well, I'll just go check it out later. Like <laughs> so disappointed. Like so disheartened. <laughs> like oh man, but you know it, it was still fun. What I did get to do, what I did get to interact with. Now, do you think? That in 2021, Rise will make a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. This time, yes, I'm gonna make sure it'll. I think it'll be earlier in the uh, year. No, it's not going to be like you know at the okay. end of summer, but um, we're still like you know right. discussing and figuring out the all the details. Well, I am definitely excited to see what we do with this, and when it is decided, let me know. I'll make sure to yes. blast it everywhere <laughs> like usual. Um, now, another aspect of R3 um, mm, is our yes. considerate. Thank you for asking that question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that one, uh, another, you know, McKenzie brainchild, I think. But it's a place for people to right. debate, but like constructively. So somebody poses uh, an absolute, like BTS is amazing lyricist, for example. Or it can be BTS are not the mm-hmm. amazing lyricists that people claim they are. Either way. And then you can decide to agree or disagree. Mm-hmm. And either way you go, you have to um, put in some points. Like, the why do you agree or why do you disagree? What are the pros? What are the cons? So, And you don't even have to fully, like, um, and it's a scale. So you don't have to fully disagree. You're like, I disagree to this degree. I think that could be an accurate statement if this but it could also be an inaccurate statement if this and you have multiple people having this um ongoing discussion and it kind of shifts it can shift what the original statement was and develop into a new one but it's really cool because you can see all the different people having this conversation and that's just like your avatar and you just go through it and you can have multiple conversations at once just put in your point of view Put in your um your thoughts, walk away and come back and somebody may have commented on your thoughts. 
And I, yeah, I think it's a lot of fun too, as long as, you know, you keep it constructive and no personal attacks. It's just, you know, a blanket statement, like this is true or false. Yes or no. Why or why not? Right. If if Army had a debate. Wouldn't that be fun? (laughs) (laughs) That would be, that would be so interesting. We'd be up there like on stage and like, so here's the proposed question. (laughs) Now go. Um, I mean, I've done some of that time, sometimes on my social media, I'll like, okay, so I've heard multiple people say X, Y, Z, and um, I want you to tell me what you think of these mm-hmm. options and then why. And I'm telling you, sometimes I'm like 480 comments. What? I gotta read all of them? <laughs> well, that wasn't what I was expecting. So, but I, you know, I'm looking through these and, um, and some of them are really good that even made me sit back yeah. and be like, so uh, I hope like, if, you know, some of your listeners should check and, it out, know, make sure army dot consider dot I T. Yes, definitely. It definitely is a lot, um, healthy discussions and, um, healthy debates. There is a set of guidelines, um, that need to be followed. Um, obviously we don't want any personal tax or anything like that going on. So, um, now is there anything coming up maybe that that's going to be added along the lines of maybe rising well, connector um, or army consider definitely want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the R3 journal. And mm-hmm. we will have a few small events like, um, under the R3 or sorry, the, um, rise of connect umbrella coming up. So, uh, okay. Yeah, that got, I want to say, a book club Yeah, also, so people can have discussions on different readings. So it's yeah, like a book club format, but not necessarily always books. So it could be based on specific academic articles or case studies, things like uh, that nature, including books, and just having conversations okay. and sharing different resources. So definitely want to be on the lookout. We've got several projects in the works, but... I don't have a exact timeline on all of them. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I know. I know. So I, I read some of my messages sometimes when they start coming in and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to follow some of the thought patterns. Sometimes I'm like, I'm just going to wait till my phone starts <laughs> blowing up and then I'm going to go back because mm-hmm. sometimes I can't follow it. And it's like, it's kind of like, I mean, I do this too when I'm thinking of something I want to do. It's haphazard and everywhere. And then as I slowly like kind of talk myself through it and I'm like, oh, then it gets a little bit more organized. (laughs) I'm just like, all right, (laughs) give yourself a second there. Um, Now, obviously, this is predominantly volunteer. volunteer. (laughs) Everybody that it's all volunteer, right? Um, And I, for one, have greatly, greatly enjoyed being part of it especially from the beginning and watching this kind of blossom into what it is. And I'm excited to see where it's going and the potential of, of the journal and everyone involved. And um, if someone wanted to help out, um, what kind of ways is it that they can help Um other, I mean, they can obviously apply to do like right. reviewers and copy editors and whatnot, but um, um, what other ways 
can could people help well, kind of get the word out? One of the ways out? I think is we like to have discussions. We like connecting. So um, connecting with our social media and interacting that way is one way to definitely help spread the word that you know army is you know has intellectual conversation deeper discussions things like that there's also um finding what your your own passions are and figuring out maybe a way you can share that with the world if you're comfortable with that if you want to do something specifically with r3 you can like if you're good at something or you're passionate about something because everybody's not good great at things that they're passionate about i'll be the first to raise my hand on that one but <laughs> But like, <laughs> we do have a lot of different projects in the works. And if people have ideas for projects or, and also I would say an outline, not just like, hey, you should do this and then walk away. That's, I mean, yeah, you can send us that message, but that's not necessarily <laughs> super helpful. But if you have like an outline of something like a project that you want to do that you think would fit under our three or Rhizome Connect and you want to be a part of it and you think like with our support, it could be something awesome, then DM us or send us an email at contact at the r3journal.com. And we are super excited, like, and very receptive to receive those types of communications, including with partnering with um, individuals, um, different organizations, or um, even fan bases for things that also fit within the scope of R3. We are very open to that. Would love to, um, you know, think of other ideas, brainstorm together. But it really, I think the sky's the limit. As long as you're willing to put in the effort and work, then R3 is very receptive to it. Right now we do have, you know, a lot of different um, projects in the works, like happening behind the scenes and different um, teams mm -hmm. or partners, if you want to call it that, working on them. So they all start with just a spark of an idea and then people like, like, Hey, uh, you had this idea. I, I like your idea and I have an idea that goes on top of it and it's just building on top of that. And then next thing mm -hmm. you know, they're like, Hey, look, can we send this to R3? You think that they'll be interested? Like, yeah, sure. And if you only want to do one project with us in that way, that's totally fine. And we're like, if we're able to support, then that's what we want to do. Right. Well, you know, talking about the whole you know it just takes a spark and my growing up every time I would go to do something or you know had a thought my grandmother always reminded me now remember Crystal it only <laughs> takes one spark to start a fire and sometimes I, I never really understood that you know as I was younger but as I've gotten older especially since working with R3 I've, I've watched these little like hey what about this and then it just explodes into this giant idea that everybody's focused yeah. on that turns out amazing. And I absolutely, like, I, from the moment I started, like, I had my onboarding actually on my birthday last year. <laughs> so I, I was in the middle of, like, my birthday oh. in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> Man. Like, thanks. Woo. But, um, you know, so I can't, it's just hard to believe that I've been mm. with R3 for a, almost a year now. Yeah. And so much has happened. Um, you know, Anybody who wants to learn more about R3 can go to the website, www.thert3journal.com. There is all kinds of information. Um, they have a blog. There's uh, all about more in detail than what we've gone over about R3. There's some facts that you can check out. Um, 
you know, about general information, what their peer review process is, how you can um, volunteer, how, what it, it, what kind of um, things you have to do for submitting and getting published. Of course, there is a links to how you can join them as far as being a peer reviewer, a copy editor, a managing editor when they need more. Um, there is information on the Rhizome Connect as well as army.consider.it. <laughs> I always forget that last dot. It also has information on their Twitter and Instagram and submission guidelines when you are ready to submit your work. Um, definitely, definitely, you know, follow them on Twitter, on Instagram at the R3 Journal and check them out. There's all kinds of stuff going on right now. And definitely every army should take a look once at least. But I can guarantee you, just like everything else, BTS, <laughs> you only need one you time and you can come back for more. <laughs> you can't you just fall right yes. in. And, it's and like, I, I just want to give a shout out to other army publications and other army academics. It's like, I, yes, R3 is doing it, mm -hmm. but I don't want to say that that's the only way you can get information on BTS and, you know, research or case studies. There's so many other platforms and BTS syllabus just opened up. Um, it would be two weeks ago by the time mm -hmm. you hear this, <laughs> but um, definitely check right. that out and keep learning, keep exploring, keep connecting and keep discussing. Make sure you're telling your story. Definitely, because every one of us has a story. For our supplemental story read, there is a content warning. This content does mention suicide and suicide attempts, as well as depression and anxiety. Please listen with caution. Today's supplemental story reading is entitled Hurt Before Healing and was written by Anna Michelle Lavendier. I enjoy hearing how people share what made them fall in love, the songs and stories BTS shares with the world, yet I am hesitant about sharing my own. First, because I, it's not a very happy story, I'm not sure if it's even a hopeful one. Second, because it took a lot of struggle and pain in my early years to get to where I am today. It's hard sometimes to think back on it and remember that I lived through all of those things. You'll find BTS or BTS will find you when you need them the most. I needed them in June, 2015, right at the beginning of a downward spiral that forced me to question everything about myself. It was after a painful end of a special relationship where I saw the change, chance of forever. It was after successfully graduating college and landing my first job and my career. It was after overcoming my fears of driving and then moving into my first apartment. It should have been a time of happiness and the beginning of making my own path in the world. Instead, I was faced with a mountain that would take years to struggle to overcome, but my story still didn't exactly start there. I was already a fan of K-pop. I had been since 2006 when a new girl at school from South Korea gifted me a CD filled with music. 
It was a breath of fresh air and I cherished our middle school friendship dearly. I shared with my friends as well and found joy in the quirky new sounds I'd fallen in love with. It was like a new world opened up to me and I was happy to embrace it. Too bad I didn't think to look up translations back then. But then again, I had to survive a move to another state, entering high school and my parents divorcing at the same time. So I can understand how a 13 and a half year old girl might forget such a detail. K-pop was mixed with the rest of the artists on my iPod rotation as I started and finished my high school and then college education. I continued to find fun and excitement in these songs, which I didn't always find names or artists for until much later in life. But when life began spiraling out of control in 2015, not even my usual escape could motivate me. Depression and anxiety took a stronger hold on me than ever before as I began to lose interest in the things that were once staples in my life. Video games no longer sparked my sense of adventure and excitement. Reading no longer made me curious. Writing was nearly impossible and music was slowly fading away. I had my usual K-pop shuffle stations on Pandora, still getting used to having my first pet, even if it was under a doctor's order, when I heard it. A song that was so different from what I had been used to hearing. I felt a sense of comfort while listening to it. It was a brief moment where I allowed myself to cry and mourn the loss of a life that I had tried so desperately to build that was rapidly slipping through my fingers. Then it completely fell apart as I hit rock bottom. I consider June 2015 the time when I became an army because I found comfort in the song that I later learned was called I Need You and deciphered the symbols that meant Bangtan Soyondan. I still didn't have time to look up the translations to the song that suddenly found itself close to my heart. I had to find a new job and figure out how and where I was going to move to. I largely stayed off social media at the time. I was embarrassed. I was scared. I didn't know how I could trust or turn to. I simply didn't know what to do. Friends didn't quite know how to comfort me. Some didn't even know what happened. I lost touch with many that I wanted to keep close. I was determined to find a way to start over. I enrolled in a master's program in New York City, was accepted, and left a minimum wage job to start classes in January 2016. Despite this, I had still attempted suicide three times. I couldn't keep up with my interest as that time, no matter how hard I tried. I was a shell of myself. My friends could see it. My family could see it, even if I wasn't participate particularly close to them. Simply surviving was my goal. I attempted and failed another relationship as the program went on. I couldn't hang on to the positive words people would say to me. I didn't even try to stay tuned in to news on social media as much as I used to. I all but abandoned Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram unless it was for school or work. I stopped believing things would change. I stopped believing in myself. I was trying to drive away the voice in my head saying that I had no place in my career, that I was a failure, an embarrassment, too much of a problem to take a chance on. By December 2016, I was finally a graduate. I was happy to hold a degree I worked so hard for in my hands, but 
The anxiety attacks didn't stop. Neither did the nightmares or the worries about what I would do once I finished. I was happy, but I couldn't bring myself to feel any of it. The pressure consumed me. I couldn't truly enjoy the relief of completing a degree. I found myself spiraling, thinking about if it was worth the struggle. Suicidal thoughts returned yet again. A short time after, I listened to a song, one that moved me to tears and helped me get the courage to take the things, take things one day at a time, to try and keep it in for one moment, one more moment. It showed me that it was possible to keep chasing dreams even after hitting your rock bottom. That hard work was never for nothing. Turns out I missed a mixtape while I was busy with graduate school. The last by August D. I found a space to feel comforted. I actually looked up the translations that time and cried even more. He was an artist who wasn't superficially telling me to cheer up or other such things people say when they're trying to help you, but don't know how. This was telling me that he knows what it's like to be in this dark, scary place, but that slowly you can work through it and find others willing to stand by you as you heal. That he knows how painful it is and wants to help on the road to healing. Bit by bit, I found I was able to reach out more. I started to go through the rest of the album and the rest of his group's discography that I had started to listening, listen to a year before. I had a vague collection recollection of hearing some of the songs, but as things got harder in life, things got harder to remember. No one mentioned to me that depression can affect memory occasionally. It was a slow descent into a place that felt familiar. The Love Yourself series couldn't have started at a better time, since that was exactly what I was wondering how to do. How could I shed years of self-doubt, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, and turn it into a better vision version of myself? I went backwards into BTS's discography. This time, I looked up the translations for the songs that started it all for me. I couldn't stop the tears because even then, when all I had was a feeling, I came to find out this song was describing the situation I was in at that time in very close detail. As if putting the lyric to lyrics, melodies, and songs, the struggle and suffering I was feeling in my heart when I couldn't describe the words. It's not to say that things magically improved. I continued to improve and step back. I fell hard and got back up again. I slowly worked my way towards the person I wanted to be and still had setbacks. But now, instead of hopelessness, there was a small seed of hope. There was comfort in parts of my heart that I once considered lifeless. There is a determination and a drive towards life instead of just a career. And just as I felt that I've lost myself or missed the person I used to be, I find myself walking back to it, picking up the pieces I want to hold close and merging them with the pieces I created myself now. BTS didn't solve all of my life problems, but they helped me guide helped guide me on the path I needed to take to heal myself. They didn't talk down to me or patronize me or make me feel terrible for not being successful as well. Instead, they walked right beside me, holding my hand, 
giving me a shoulder to cry on and a hug when things got a little too overwhelming, kind words when I was sad, and celebrated the moments when I felt alive. They helped me reassess that what was truly important to me and how unconventional or untraditional it may be. Each comeback tells me a different message and opens up a new side of myself to explore. I'm forever grateful to them for following me, for allowing me to meet such wonderful people from all over the world. I'm thankful that they inspire me to try new things, return to my old passions, and to find happiness in my life as it is until I find a new dream to survive, strive for. I'm especially thank of to, thankful to my bias, Minyungi, because without his songs, his words, his experience and expression, I'm not sure if I would be able to tell the story today. He encourages me to give myself a chance day by day to figure out my true self and to run towards it as hard as I can and to at least try to let people know that wanted to stand by my side a chance to show they care. I'm forever grateful. Even when the unexpected twists and turns I'm living through, I still reach out for their music to give me strength, courage, comfort, and often a reminder of why I'm still moving forward. That this season won't last forever, that the light is darkness just before the dawn, and that there are seven bright lights gently illuminating the way. Forward, by the time this little snapshot into my life publishes, a birthday will have passed. I'll be 28 years old. Yes, I share a birth year with our wonderful and talented Sukjini. Truthfully, I don't know. I didn't know I would get this far. This time, I'm not afraid of what the future brings. I'm not afraid to face the parts of myself that I wanted to hide away and forget about. I'm not afraid to hurt before I heal. I want to continue doing my best little by little with my friends, my found family, with ARMY, and with BTS, the brightest stars in my universe. So maybe this might be a hopeful story to someone somewhere after all. This lonely whale has found a big purple ocean to call its own. I want to thank Mars again for joining me today on this episode of Getting to Know the R3 Journal. As always, you can check them out online at www.thear3journal.com and visit them on Twitter and Instagram at the R3 Journal. Thank you again so much for joining us today. Until the next episode of Getting to Know, have a great day. <laughs>